Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. America with your host, Sean Parnell. Welcome to Battleground Live. Happy Halloween. It is one hell of a day. Look, check out my shirt. Do you see this? Everybody in the chat. Look, look at this. It's a play on Ghostbusters. You see this? It says, I'm here for the booze. Do you see what I did there? Yes, it's Halloween in Fort Parnell and... Commander Melanie is in the live chat right now. She's wholly dedicated to being in the trenches with us and fighting for this great country that we call home. And of course, if you are here, whether it's on Red Voice Media or here on my Rumble channel at Battleground Live, then you believe that this country is exceptional. You're likely a great, powerful American patriot, unless, of course, you're one of the shit libs who are watching and we really don't like you and we're fighting to protect this country from you. However, Commander Melanie is going to be busy getting five crazy kids dressed for Halloween, but she is still in the live chat engaging with you all. And for those of you all who are new to this show, we're building a community and this community is meant, its mission is to fight for the future of this country so our kids inherit an America that is rich with opportunity and we don't take days off. And the reason for that is, is that the radical left does not take days off. We Republicans tend to see things in election cycles, meaning, you know, we'll work really hard leading up to an actual election or the day of an election. But then we pop smoke and we take time off. The left doesn't do that. And so guess what, folks? Neither can we. And so even though it's Halloween and Melanie's busy getting all of the children ready in their costumes and driving around like a crazy person, she's still in the live chat. And for those of y'all who don't know. We're in the live chat, you know, about an hour prior engaging with you all. Uh, you all mean a lot to me when I say that this show is and will always be for you. I truly do mean it because the reality is, is there's no show without you. Uh, there's also no show without sponsors who took a chance on me. And Deepwell is is the first sponsor that we have in this program, an amazing drilling company. They're hiring. Go to deepwellservices.com. Uh, apply. You know, apply for the company, apply for a job. They're not just hiring, you know, drillers. They're hiring people in marketing and in social media and community outreach and everything else. It's a company filled with American patriots, and we're grateful that they took a chance on us. Um, you know who else sponsors this program? Uh, a company called Cabot Guns. They make the best 1911 pistols in the history of this country. Seriously. I mean it. Not an overstatement. Go to their website. Uh, throw them into Google and look them up um, if you can actually find them on Google. If you can't, go to some other search engine that is friendly to conservatives. Uh, but they really do make the Rolls Royce of 1911 pistols. They've got a tactical version called the Apocalypse. I own one. They're incredible. They shoot like a dream, but they're so nice you probably won't ever want to shoot it. But still, go check them out. We're grateful for their support as well. Um, okay, so I, I got to tell you, yesterday I, I showed you a clip from uh, a podcast on Patrick Patrick Bet Davis. That's a long name. Patrick Bet Davis. He's got a podcast. 
It's called the PBD podcast. And he had Ron DeSantis on yesterday. And I showed you a clip from that podcast where Ron DeSantis was doing what most Americans hate. He was answering questions like a politician. In other words, he was just not being honest or authentic with the American people. But I also told you that there are other clips out there from that podcast that were just devastating to Governor DeSantis on a lot of levels. And look, I told you before, I think he's the best, one of the best governors in the country. I also think he hurt himself a lot by jumping into this race and campaigning the way that he did against President Trump for many, many different reasons. If you're if you're hearing this for the first time, I do think that there is something to the loyalty argument. But the problem is, is that when conservatives talk about it, when Trump supporters talk about it and the media, especially, and this is the most important thing, the media talks about it. It's like it's as if kissing the ring as you know, being you know, loyal to some sort of mob boss for loyalty's sake, you know, uh, or if, if you're not loyal, the mob boss is going to come after you. But that's not true. I think what people talk about loyalty, especially when it as it pertains to Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, I think what people mean is like, just be a good person. I mean, it would be like, you know, somebody mentoring you say, say, for, for example, I, I'm an, I, I'm an author. I've got five books out. Outlaw Platoon is my first book. And then I've got four, you know, military political thrillers. They're fiction books uh, at, that came out after that man of war, all out war, one true patriot and left for dead. I had a ton of mentorship in that, in, in the writing process of all of those books. And what if I was mentored by a, a mega New York Times bestselling author, and that person was responsible for so much of my success. Maybe it was introducing me to a literary agent and then helping me get a publishing deal and then helping strike the best deal as possible. I mean, all that stuff matters a lot. I mean, sometimes life is just about who you know and 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 can that person open doors for you or not? I mean, it's it really is. I mean, it, and and when someone is there for you, in your hour of greatest need, and by the way, you know, we should all measure the relationships that we have with people based on, you know, are they good people? Are they there for us when times are rough, right? Are, because it's real easy to be a friend when times are great, right? But does do your friends show up when times are shit, when, when the rubber meets the road and things are bad? To me, that's how I look at and measure friends. Who was with me through thick and thin? You know, because it's easy. There's a quote in Outlaw Platoon. It's it's easy to, I, I just paraphrasing it, but I, what I'm essentially saying is like, it's easy to be a friend when luck runs with the fortunate son. It's not so easy when you're down on your luck. And that's, you know, so if somebody were mentoring me as an author, and then I turn around and try to use my newfound fame that I then owe to that person who is mentoring me and try to use my newfound fame to stab that person in the back, in the back and maybe take over his spot on the shelf or maybe replace his name in, in the bookstores, whatever. I mean, however you want to describe it, most Americans would look at that as disloyal and kind of gross. It's kind of a classless move, right? Well, that's sort of what's happening with Ron DeSantis for me, you know, and I've explained this before, uh, but I'll explain it again. But imagine, you know, Ron DeSantis was, you know, working at a company and half of the executives at that company were like, no, man, you got to go. We don't like you. You're gone. Right. And then the CEO of the company comes in and says to everybody, no, stop. I vouch for this man. He's a good man. I believe he could do a good job and he's staying on. And so all those executives that wanted you gone maybe said, okay, well, well, okay, fine. We'll, we'll keep him on. We'll give him a chance. And then imagine that person then turning around and trying to stab the CEO in the back who went out on a limb for him. That is a classless, gross, disgusting move. And that's kind of what happened with how I look at the whole DeSantis-Trump thing, you know? DeSantis was down and out. I mean, my gosh. Back in the day, it did not look like DeSantis was going to win. I mean, he was, it looked like he was going to lose to a radical Democrat that turned out to be, I I don't know, a, a, a gay meth addict. Not I'm not even throwing insults around, but it's just facts. I mean, it's true. And Donald Trump went down there and campaigned for Ron DeSantis and saved him. 
And how did Ron DeSantis repay that loyalty by campaigning against him? And so I just look, I just think that that is not right. It's not something that I would ever do. Not that not that anyone's entitled to the nomination. It, to me, it just strikes me as like I would never do that to someone who was there for me. That loyalty matters, especially when someone went out on a limb to protect you in your hour of greatest need. And in and, and DeSantis's case, when he was running for governor, it did not look like he was going to win. When Trump endorsed him, it got him over the finish line. And guess what? Ron DeSantis turned out to be one hell of a governor. But who was the first mover in that? Who really helped him in his hour of greatest need? It was, it was Trump. But so now there's like all sorts of bad blood between Ron DeSantis and President Trump. And I think based on the way that I explained it to you, it's probably pretty easy to understand why. But Bootgate was trending on Twitter today. And Bootgate, I mean, again, it's talked about in this Patrick Bet Davis podcast. But Bootgate is a controversy about whether or not Ron DeSantis wears lifts in his shoes because there is like. Ashley Sinclair, she's a, a Twitter influencer, uh, but she put out this analysis on how Ron DeSantis's feet are positioned in his cowboy boots and how he can't possibly be walking flat foot and how even though he's wearing cowboy boots, it looks like he's kind of walking in heels everywhere he goes and it doesn't look like his feet go all the way to the tips of the boots and so they bend in weird ways. I, I'm only covering this because it's turned into a national <laughs> like literally a national trend here in this country today. And so the Trump campaign actually addressed this in a statement. And the title of the statement was kiss of death, hashtag bootgate. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to read you it. Uh, a scathing new article from Politico about Ron DeSanctimonious's high-heeled shoes comes on the heels of an embarrassing interview on the Patrick Bet Davis show that led to Bootgate trending on X. When asked directly about why his boots look like stilts, DeSanctis offered up the implausible explanation that he just wears off-the-rack Lachie's boots. I don't know what that Lucky's Lachie's boots during a major doing doing major brand damage to an Amer a great American footwear company. If there are any enterprising journalists willing to contact the Lachie's press team for their thoughts on DeSanctis, they are reachable here. And he hyperlinks their website. In another moment of insanity, Ron offered up the laughable claim that he's 5'11". Instead of telling the truth and just being comfortable in his own skin, he resorts to borderline psychotic behavior by lying to the American people. Is that what this country wants in a president? Soon enough, Ron's going to wish for more pudding in in-flight biohazard so stories instead of having to deal with his shoes that are more appropriate for America's next top model. Then the campaign trail. Oh my God. I mean, it's just like we live in the craziest world, don't we? I mean, like this simulation is completely bonkers. I mean, we are on the brink of of like World War Three. There's a war breaking out in Israel. Uh, it's the escalatory probabilities of that war scare me more than just in the wake of 9-11. Uh, our government is being whole, like totally weaponized against the American people. Our southern border is flooded. Ron DeSantis, is he wearing stilts or not? I don't know. It was a national trend today on Twitter, so I'm bringing it to you and talking to you about it because you deserve to know about it. Um, but this is this is just crazy. Who who would have who would have called it even even four years ago, four, five, six years ago, even in 2016, with all the craziness that was happening on the campaign trail back then? Who would have called that this is the world that we lived in now, and we debate we'd be debating whether the best governor in America was wearing high heels or not in his cowboy boots, his lifts to make him look taller? I don't know. Uh, something else that happened today, just just got to move right on from that because I can't keep a straight face talking about Bootgate. The whole thing is just so crazy to me. Uh, but Houthi rebels in Yemen declared war on Israel. Uh, China, uh, so that's a big deal because Houthi rebels are wholly funded by Iran and 
clearly, it, I mean, by the way, I mean, Iran clearly knew about Hamas's attack on Israel. Hamas and uh, um, Islamic Jihad trained in Iran in September, the same exact month that the Biden administration released $6 billion in sanction-free money to Iran. So Iran's clearly involved in this. They're clearly funding Hamas. They're clearly funding the Islamic Jihad. They're clearly funding Hezbollah. And they're clearly funding the Houthi rebels in Yemen who just declared war on Israel. So Iran continues to saber rattle. They continue to escalate this war as the United States has two carrier groups in the Middle East and just announced today they were sending 300 troops, 300 more troops to the Middle East, but they are not going to Israel. Should scare the hell out of all of us. Something else that happened um, very, very recently is China released a map that removed Israel uh, removed Israel essentially from their, their their national maps. They're not recognizing Israel as a country anymore. Uh, Vladimir Putin did a he, he was on television doing a press conference where he expressed support for a wholesale Palestinian state. Folks, battle lines have been drawn, and this country has never been in a more dangerous spot. And you know, I always tell you that like the stuff that we talk about on this show is graveyard serious. And every day I've told you that I'm going to do everything that I can to look for hope, uh, to give you hope. And, and one of the things that I want to say about that is that things got bad under Joe Biden very, very fast. But you have to think leadership does matter. And who we put in the White House in 2024 matters a lot. And you look at the things that President Trump was able to accomplish in four short years in the White House, by and large, four years where he just faced withering opposition from a hostile media, uh, from the Democrat Party who was colluding with them every step of the way, uh, corporations, large global corporations who elite, whose allegiance is not necessarily to America, but to the world. Um Hollywood celebrities, mainstream uh, mainstream academia, everybody was against this guy, yet he was able to accomplish more than any other president in my lifetime. I actually kept his promises uh, on the campaign trail. And he did what no one in my lifetime had ever done before. And I think he did what I never even thought possible. And that was strike a historic peace deal in the Middle East. He brought peace to the Middle East through the Abraham Accords. I never thought in my lifetime that I'd be able to say that, but President Trump did it in four years. So my point is there is hope. All this can go away if we just elect the right person. And that person, you know, as I told you, that person is, is Donald Trump for me. Um, but I understand it's a primary. You might back different people, but there is hope. And that hope lies with you, and it's right around the corner in 2024. Now, I got to tell you, I said this yesterday, but I'm going to say it again. The Democrats are petrified, which is why they're pulling out all the stops to, 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 to crush Donald Trump, whether it's removing him from the ballot, whether it's you know weaponizing, conducting lawfare against him, trying to throw him in jail, or going after his business so that they can take away his personal fortune so that he can't self-fund his campaign. They're going after him on all fronts. They would not be doing that if they did not fear his campaign. If they thought that he was going to get destroyed in the primary and DeSantis was going to be the nominee, believe me when I tell you their ire and the collective eye of all of these people, the media, the Democrat Party, these corporations who hate America, would they would be focused on DeSantis. But they're not. They're focused on Trump because they know that Trump can win. While at the same time, Biden's popularity and favorabilities have gone south and so fast. So Trump is surging in popularity. Biden is sinking like an anchor. And so trust me when I tell you, we can do this. We just have to keep our eye on the ball. Um, okay, but so I'm gonna I, get to, to, the, to my A block story here, and that's a discussion about COVID. And so as you know, I, I had this surgery recently, and you know, anytime you have a surgery, you have to have doctor's appointments leading up to it. And talk to a, a doctor here in, in Western Pennsylvania, real nice guy. Um, but he asked me very clearly, it's like, hey, uh, have you had have you had the COVID shot? And I was like, nope, I sure haven't. He's like, are you going to get the COVID shot? And he's chuckling as he says this. Because like, when I said nope, he was like, kind of like, ha, 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 like, like that. Ha, ha, okay. Are you going to get the COVID shot? And I said, nope. <laughs> like, no regrets whatsoever. And he said, okay, okay, okay. And um, 
We went through our appointment at the end of the appointment. Still, I mean, keep in mind, this is 2023. At the end of the appointment, he gave me the old like, well, you know, look, you should really consider getting the COVID shot. Thanksgiving's right around the corner and you don't want to kill your old family members. And I just thought to myself, are you kidding me, dude? Like you are a freaking doctor of medicine. I mean, you you went to school. I mean, what, like four years of undergrad, four years of graduate studies, another four years of residency, another, I mean, who the hell knows? Doctors go to school for like 12 damn years. And it's like, the more educated you are, the dumber you get. We're still in 2023 pulling the, oh, you're going to kill your grandma. I mean, this is is a, a, a doctor in Western Pennsylvania, still giving the same advice. And what what I've been thinking about is and, and more and more, you know, because I'll get I get emails, text messages, uh, notes on social media every single day of uh, folks who got the vaccine and are suffering disastrous side effects from it. You just watch some of these young kids in sports collapsing on the field at a rate that we've never seen before. Otherwise healthy young boys who are collapsing and then being diagnosed with myocarditis. Were they vaxxed? Yes. And now now there are all these studies that come out that show a correlation between getting the vaccine and myocarditis in, in young boys. And not just myocarditis, but but you know, second instances of myocarditis. I mean, people who are having very serious vaccine side effects. And But we still have doctors in this country who are saying, oh, you kill your grandma if you don't get the vax. But here's as I thought this through, so many people, and I'm telling you, talk to them every single day. So many people who are suffering from these side effects go to try to get medical treatment from, for them where they meet with doctors who don't want to admit that the vaccine is what caused the, in, the injury itself. And then, therefore, the people who are suffering don't get the treatment that they need because the doctors won't admit that it's the vaccine causing it. Why? Because they don't want to get sued because they're the ones that recommended it in the first place. Or workplaces mandated it, and they don't want to get in trouble for mandating a vaccine that caused an injury. This cycle that this has created is something that is dangerous for the American people. I mean, forced, I mean, people, I mean, billion people got the vaccine worldwide. Hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people in this country got the vaccine. Some of those people are having horrific side effects. Watch this video. I mean, Dr. Drew is on with with Megyn Kelly very recently. And Megyn Kelly also shared that, you know, she got the vaccine in good faith, trusting the quote science TM. uh, And she got the vaccine trusting our once venerated institutions like the CDC, and now she's having serious, what she describes, and her doctors also describe as serious vaccine injuries, autoimmune, some auto, autoimmune issues. And, and her doctors completely admit this. But, but watch this conversation with Dr. Drew on Megyn Kelly, which has not got enough play, but listen to Dr. Drew as he explains some of these adverse vaccine side effects. Go ahead and roll the tape. It's more common than we thought. People are like, well, it's mild, it's mild, it's no big deal, it's it's self-limited, blah, blah. Look, in my world, throughout my entire career, 40-year career, myocarditis is a medical emergency. It's a dire problem. A publication just came out five days ago in circulation, a major cardiac cardiology journal, an excellent study, and it showed, it took my breath away. I didn't know why it wasn't headline news. It's a large study, and it showed that about approximately half of the young males that got myocarditis had permanent heart damage. Permanent. That means that a, we don't know what percentage are going to be disabled by this as they get older, are going to develop heart failure, or are going to need cardiac transplants, some of them. Oh it's breathtaking, this study, and why it wasn't a big headline. I've sort of centered around a little bit because I, I, I don't understand why people aren't reacting to it. So, in a 27 year old male, the illness is a nothing. So, the risk is, so the vaccine is all risk. Right. Why the push? Why are we pushing? And I think put your legal head on for a second, that universities are going to be in big trouble for having mandated young people to get that vaccine. Because people are going to get sick, and they're going to have long-term consequences, and they should sue those schools for having forced them to take take a medical intervention. 100%.
absolutely positively right. But to his question about why isn't the media talking about this? How is this not a huge story? I will tell you why. And most of you all probably know the answer to it already. It's because Moderna and Pfizer and Big Pharma own these media companies. They're advertising to the tune of tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars every year. They shape the news that we see. Freaking turn on Jeopardy when you get a minute. Look who sponsors Jeopardy. It's like Moderna or Pfizer. Look who sponsors, say, you know, some of these, some of these, the Wimbledon and some of these tennis tournaments. Um, any one of these baseball games, hockey games, you'll see Moderna on the ice, Moderna on the boards. I mean, it's Wheel of Fortune is sponsored by these big pharma companies. These people control everything. Not only that. The incestuous relationship between some of these high-ranking executives at big pharma companies and the Food and Drug Administration, which approves these drugs, especially COVID vaccines for experimental or emergency use, these, these people are paying off FDA, you know, the FDA approval authorities for these vaccines so they can fast, so they could fast track them and get them in the veins of the American people. I mean, this whole process is so corrupt. And then you look at the fact that most of these big pharma companies were insulated from being held accountable or being being held accountable for a vaccine that maybe wasn't effective. And I'm telling you, you don't have to look very hard to find one super cut after the next of so-called medical professionals like Fauci, who, by the way, is a terrible human being and needs to be held accountable, of people talking about the vaccine. If you get the vaccine, you'll be a, it's a hundred percent effective. And then a week later, eighty-five percent effective. Two weeks later, sixty-five percent effective, all the way down to zero. And then you have to get a booster every other week. I'm sorry, but these people lied to the American people. These people called, uh, caused enormous harm to the American people. And are any of these people being held accountable at all in any way? No, no. But I'm telling you, if you were a grandma who on January 6th decided to walk into the Capitol in a door that was opened by Capitol Police, you'll spend a decade in prison. If you're pro-life and you're protesting outside of an abortion clinic, you'll spend a decade in prison. But these big pharma companies, these big executives who made billions, and I mean billions of dollars off of the suffering of the American people, off of a vaccine that did nothing, all of these celebrities, all of these so-called fake scientists and health professionals, none of these people have been held accountable. All these people, these local government officials, these state government officials that forced lockdowns on the American people where people were forced to drain their life savings. They lost everything because of these, these government officials or healthcare professionals or health secretaries like the one that we have in Pennsylvania, Richard Levine, who is now Rachel Levine, who somehow she, this man who's pretending to be a woman knew that COVID was coming from Seattle, knew that it disproportionately affected the elderly, yet removed her own mother from a nursing home but left everybody else to languish and die. Not only was this person, was this man not held accountable, this person was promoted. It's simply beyond the pale that this has been allowed to happen. And, and not only that, all these people are out there doing the rounds on media ask for, asking for grace. You got to check out this clip of this dude on Bill Maher. Uh, listen to how he talks about the shit show, his words, that was COVID. And and just, just watch it. It will make your blood boil. Go ahead and roll this tape. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So it's, all, it's, it's well, so let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable, but let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the shit show that was COVID. Yeah. No, no. You caused the shit show. People lost their lives because of 
ass clowns like you. I'm sorry for the swearing, but it really, really makes me mad. Do you notice that these radical leftists, their default, especially in the wake of what was a at the time a crisis, right? Their default was to, to break authoritarian in every sense of the way. This is a guy that on national TV said that he wanted stricter lockdown policies. Again, these policies caused loved ones to die alone. Moms and dads in nursing homes who did not get to say goodbye to their children or grandparents who did not get to say goodbye to their grandchildren and were forced to languish and die alone in horrific conditions because of these authoritarians. And now they want grace. The very same people who caused the so-called shit show are now the very same people who are asking for grace. It's, it's no, 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 no. Because the only way to stop this from ever happening again is to hold these people accountable for their crimes. Yes, crimes against humanity. I mean, there almost needs to be a second Nuremberg trials to me. I mean, th th what these authoritarians did to people was so grievous and so wrong that there is no pathway forward, that this nation will not heal unless people are held accountable. And the reason why this matters is that no one trusts our institutions anymore. You look at what's happening all over the world in the dangerous spot that we're in, in terms of foreign policy and global conflict, and all of the pathologies that America faces here at home. These problems are exacerbated by the fact that no one trusts our institutions anymore. Prior to COVID, I mean, did anyone, I mean, people, the CDC issued guidance, generally speaking, people listened to it. You know, the NIH issued guidance, the National Institute of Health, people generally listened to it. But now politics is woven into the fabric of, of these once venerated and trusted, it, trusted institutions because the Dems have put their operatives and appointed their operatives to the highest levels in most of these institutions. And because of that, it has caused serious trust issues here in this country that not only do we take an already dangerous world and somehow makes it a hell of a lot more dangerous. Because, event, I mean, look, eventually we're going to get hit with a pandemic that's worse. And is anyone going to trust a damn thing the CDC says? No. And the reason for that is these idiot leftists and these idiot Democrats who broke authoritarian and destroyed trust and faith in these institutions. The fault lies with them. And the only way we heal these fractures and start to build trust again is by holding these mouth breathers accountable for their actions. And the press, the press is going to try to cover this up. Like, if we got that image of the New Yorker magazine, can we put it up there, David? Do we have it? This New Yorker magazine where it says, um, it's, it's, they're talking about how, oh, there you go. COVID lockdowns were a giant experiment. It was a failure, a key lesson of the pandemic. Okay, great. I'm really glad that people are starting to recognize that what our government did to the American people during the pandemic was egregious and wrong. The next step is who the hell is going to be held accountable for it? The number one person that needs to be held accountable for it is Fauci, because not only is the media trying to sweep all this under the rug and these people who created the shit show doing media rounds trying to cover up the fact that they're the ones that created it and they're the ones now asking for grace trying to shape public per perception and sentiment on the issue are not we so Fauci he needs to be the one that's held accountable first because he's the one that perpetrated most of the lies on the American people during covid it was talking about lockdowns and the idea that they didn't work. But if you listen to Fauci today, he would tell you, I never recommended lockdowns to anybody. I never did that. That's what he would tell you. And that would be a lie. Do you want to know how I know that's a lie? Well, watch, watch this video where you could see him in his own words lie to the American people about lockdowns and whether or not he recommended them. Go ahead and roll this tape. 
First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. <laughs> there, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> I mean, the guy is just a pathological liar. He's a gaslighter, and he will lie to your face in order to sweep this controversy under the rug. I'm telling you. Crimes against humanity were perpetrated on the American people, and people need to be held accountable. Fauci needs first. Fauci needs to be held accountable first, rather. Now, thankfully, the American people aren't buying this stuff because if you look at Pfizer's revenue is down 42% from last year um, after decreased demand for COVID vaccine. The company recorded a, a whopping $5.6 billion in non-cash inventory write-offs in other charges. I mean, so Pfizer's profits are down majorly. And I think the reason for that is, is that the American people, the American people know that the vaccine, the COVID, most of the stuff surrounding COVID, the emergency protocols surrounding COVID, uh, lockdown policy around COVID, all the masking stuff was just complete and total propaganda. In fact, the latest numbers from the CDC reveal that just 3.5% of Americans have received the newest COVID booster, translating to 7% of adults and just 2% of children. Uh, the big pharma COVID money grab is coming to an end and Americans are finally waking up. And that is from Charlie Kirk. And by the way, I'm grateful that Americans are finally waking up because that's the only way this COVID insanity stops. Um, all right. Uh, let me take a quick break. I'm going to talk about um, never letting a, tra a tragedy go to waste, which is a hallmark of radical Democrats. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Democrats are coming for your guns. Bank on that. And I'm going to show you in their own words how they're going to do it. Uh, but first, let me tell you about American alternative assets. Bidenomics is always is obviously not working. It's an abject failure in every sense of the word. Inflation is skyrocketing. Americans are having trouble putting food on the table for their family. And the U.S. dollar is losing value and your hard-earned savings is at risk. You can now act before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2USA-GOLD. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com because Joe Biden sucks and we all need protection from him. This invaluable guy will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Call 833-2USA-GOLD. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Folks. Back to the show here for a second. These these ad reads I was talking to you all about, uh, some of you all in the live chat were talking about the fact that like Newsmax now is going behind a paywall. And I think Kevin mentioned that it was going to be something like 50 bucks a year. This show, uh, Battleground Live, will always be free to you. Um, but we have to do these ad reads because we got to pay the bills somehow, right? And so these ad reads help us do that. So appreciate you guys sticking with us through them. They're important. They keep the lights on for us, you know? Um, but okay, never let a tragedy go to waste. That's a, a never let a crisis go to waste, actually, is what Rahm Emanuel said when he was mayor of Chicago. I think prior to that, chief of staff for Barack Obama and the White House, um, Obviously, there was a tragic uh, mass shooting in Maine. It looks like the guy that perpetrated this horror was an Army reservist, a sergeant first class. Um, I, we don't know a whole lot beyond that. I haven't covered it uh, because, you know, typically when stuff like this happens, I don't want to bring you information that's inaccurate and so much information on on these shooters tends to come out after the fact. And sometimes stuff never comes out at all. Like some of the manifestos from these shooters, like, do we know what happened with the Vegas shooter to this day? We have no freaking idea, right? Uh, what about the trans shooter who shot up a school that the police took out? Do we have, we really have, have, have that manifesto been released yet? No, we have no idea. So I try to wait for a couple of days before I talk about this stuff, but I'm concerned for a lot of different reasons because as horrific as this mass shooting was, the radical left wasted no time in trying to push propaganda about taking your guns. And they started out with the usual nonsense about assault weapons and we don't want weapons of war on our streets. Now, here's the deal. Uh, 
A couple of things. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. Assault is a distinctly human characteristic. You cannot legislate evil out of the hearts of men and women. We live in a free country. Freedom is messy. And I reject the notion that somehow society is guilty simply because some crazy whack job committed a crime. To punish society for the actions of a criminal is actually to prey upon the law-abiding and make them a target, a bigger target than they already are to criminals. Why? Now, this is common sense. Why? Because criminals do not obey laws. Murder is already illegal. <laughs> you know, owning a firearm as a felon is already illegal. There are plenty of gun laws on the books that many of these D these Soros-funded DAs don't enforce anyway. Maybe we should enforce the laws that already exist and actually punish criminals when they commit crimes. Maybe, just maybe, that would cause the crime rate to go down, but we don't live in a society, at least in the major cities, where district attorneys do that. Why? Because these district attorneys want to see America turns on his head. They don't prosecute violent crime because they know that criminals will go back out onto the streets and cause and create more crime, and that will destabilize our, our cities, destabilize our culture, and more easily allow for radical transformation of America. That's period, end of story, full stop. That's exactly what they want. They want and thrive on that chaos because it makes it easier for them to accomplish their goals, which is why Democrats are not afraid to use these tragedies to advance a political agenda. Check out uh, Democrat Rep. Jared Golden. Like This is a guy There's a member of Congress up there. Uh, the... This whack job shooter just murdered a bunch of people, and this guy is not not as he's not calling on you know Soros funded DAs to actually charge people with crimes or you know hold people accountable for violent crime. He's talking about taking guns away from the law abiding. Watch this. Check this out. Out of fear of this dangerous world that we live in and my determination to protect my own daughter and wife in our home and in our community, because of a false confidence that our community was above this, and that we could be in full control among many other misjudgments. I have opposed efforts to ban deadly weapons of war like the assault rifle used to carry out this crime. The time has now come for me to take responsibility for this failure, which is why I now call on the United States Congress to ban assault rifles like the one used by the sick perpetrator of this mass killing in my hometown of Lewis and Maine. For the good of my community, I will work with any colleague to get this done in the time that I have left in Congress. To the people of Lewiston, my constituents throughout the 2nd District, to the families who lost loved ones, and to those who have been harmed, I ask for forgiveness and support as I seek to put an end to these terrible shootings. So I want you to notice something here. Democrats in the media waste no time going into overdrive to start driving these political talking points home. Weapons of war, assault weapons. We need an assault weapons ban. I mean, it wasn't just um, this Democrat congressman, Jared Golden, up in Maine that called for an assault weapons ban. Uh, KJP, the very same day, came out and said the same thing. Now, this is this is the crazy thing about the Democrats. They're so united in their talking points. They say the same thing all at the same time. Their coordination is unbelievable. Republicans could never do something like this. They're just too fractured. But the Democrats are relentless in their pursuit of political propaganda and pointing the fingers at Republicans. Check out this video of KJP on the mass shootings when she was asked by a member of the press. We'll unpack it all after we watch it, but go ahead and, and, and roll the tape. Speaker Johnson's voting record shows that he is strongly opposed to gun safety legislation. Even when Democrats control Congress, they could not pass the universal background checks or the assault weapons ban. So what realistically can get done with this speaker? How can a deal around the speaker? It, look, I hear the question. I mean, look what just happened last night. Look what happened. In Maine, in a small community, I think about 30,000 people, 
uh, and clearly, uh, you know, the gunman is still at large. Um, and so it's a dynamic situation on the ground. But as far as we know, 18 people were killed. And we should not have weapons on, of war in, in our communities, in our schools, and anywhere in our communities. And this is an epidemic. This is a gun violence epidemic. And the time is now to act. And here's the thing, Speaker, Speaker uh, Johnson and all of the members on the Hill, Republicans in, in Congress, they have the ability to stop this. They have the ability to put forth legislation to deal with this issue. They can change. Now, that clip was an embarrassment of rich riches in Democrat propaganda, both by the media, the reporter asking the question, and KJP, the worst press secretary in the history of our country, and her response. You notice the question that the reporter asked. The Republicans have showed a lack of willingness to advance, quote, gun safety legislation. Total propaganda, totally ridiculous, because if we had a fair and honest press in this country, they would look back at the analytical data from Barack Obama's own FBI and say very clearly an assault weapons ban did not work. Assault weapons. I use the term loosely. Uh, a, 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 a weapons ban did not work, had no discernible impact on violent crime whatsoever, which is why the ban was lifted. So why now, KJP? Do you believe an assault weapons ban would work this time around? That's how a, a fair media would ask that question, but they didn't. They accepted the left's language and said gun safety legislation. Now, KJP, she came out with all the damn talkers in that response, just reading from her little binder, said this is a gun violence epidemic. Republicans are delaying. They refuse to do anything, blamed Republicans for it, used the term assault rifle. I mean, it, it was just unbelievable, unbelievable how they talk about this. And again, not challenged by the media at all. Despite weapons bans and the, the data released by Barack Obama's own FBI, again, saying that these bans had no discernible impact on violent crime. So what's this all about? This is all about eroding your right as an innocent, law-abiding American, your right to protect yourself, your family, and protect liberty from tyranny. That's it. And listen to Joe Rogan talk about this on his show. And this is important. The reason why I show Rogan uh, clips on the show now is because Rich Bar they're going to be pivotal in this election coming up in 2024. As Rich Barris said, Savage Rich says, the Joe Rogan or Aaron Rodgers voters, they're going to have a significant impact. So it's important to watch what Joe Rogan talks about because he's shaping the minds of those voters. So listen to Joe Rogan, who, by the way, is no conservative. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter in, in the last cycle against Donald Trump. I think he Joe Rogan is saying today that he would vote for Donald Trump. Um, but back then, I mean, Joe Rogan is no hardcore conservative. Joe Rogan, by all accounts, is a classical liberal in every sense of the word. So this is he's not some right wing crazy person. Listen to how he talks about the Second Amendment and its importance. Go ahead and roll the tape. The mainstream media, they're, they're just, they don't like other people having influence and they try to attack them. Yeah. And one of the best ways to marginalize someone or use it as a pejorative is call them far right. They like to call me far right. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I'm right wing about is discipline. Um, I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in freedom of speech, which is crazy that that's right wing now. Like, so there's so many tenets of, that used to be of the left that are now attributed to the right, which is crazy. Distrust in the government. Like, that's all of a sudden, that's... It's really changed, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird. It's weird. Distrust of the government used to be left wing. You know, um, promotion of free speech used to be left wing. There's some, but when it comes to like social safety nets right. and universal uh, health care, basic income, the things like that, I'm very left wing. I believe that there's people that are down on their luck and they need to be helped. But I also believe in discipline. And I also believe that the right to bear arms is probably the only thing that kept us from becoming Australia during the pandemic. You see what fucking happened to Australia during the 100 pandemic. hundred percent agree. They were just locking people up. They were outside. They didn't have their yeah. mask over their nose. Yeah. I mean, it was bananas. They were locking people up for social media posts. Did you see what happened? So you heard him say, I mean, you say it's for social safety nets, universal basic income, universal health care, whatever. The guy's not conservative. 
Uh, but he's a free thinker. He's a critical thinker. And I will take that over a radical, rabid, mouth-breathing, mouth-breathing, whack-job leftist any day of the week. And I'm telling you, when I say that the overall goal of these radical Democrats is to take your guns and has nothing to do with your safety, I mean it. I mean, John Fetterman's chief of staff, you know, our senator who can barely sp speak a coherent word here in the state of Pennsylvania, his own chief of staff said that Fetterman would support a wholesale repeal of the Second Amendment if he could. Kamala Harris was just in Australia praising Australia's gun confiscation and basically saying, in not so many words, that we should do the same thing here. Go ahead and roll this tape. Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way, as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. As our friends in Australia, well, did they mention that Australia confiscated all guns and had a gun buyback program and it's illegal to own a gun in Australia unless you have a good reason and can show that you're using it for hunting? Absolutely crazy. Maybe that's why people believe that Democrats are coming for your guns because they're actually saying that they're coming for your guns. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And the crazy thing about all of this is that you have members of the media, the very people calling for gun confiscation and the banning of certain types of weapons. Again, weapons that you use to protect yourself and your family. The very people calling for these bans don't know a damn thing about the rifles or the weapons they're calling for to be banned in the first place. I watched this video from The View and absolutely lost my mind because these women, these people on The View are just so stupid. It should be a crime. But listen to these people talk about these, you know, the Armalite rifle, which essentially, by the way, is is a two two three. The caliber of the round is a two two three. It's a, a two two three bullet, which is essentially a, a twenty, it's slightly larger than a twenty two caliber. Anybody that shot any rifles, I mean, kids shoot twenty twos and shoot beer cans or pop cans with them every day off a of fence post. They're a small bullet, okay? Uh, but they talk about these. These, you know, ARs, these Armalite rifles is that they're fully automatic and 50 calories to tear people, tear people apart. It's all fear porn and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. But watch the view and try not to allow your IQ to diminish by a good 50 points watching these idiots. Go ahead and roll this tape. I, I would love to see an assault weapons ban. Like President Reagan, I don't believe they're a sport or hunting um, uh, instrument. It's like shooting fish in a bucket, but that's my But take. also, if you shoot with an AR-15, let's say you shoot it's a deer, you, you can't can... eat it. Right. Because you basically demolish In addition to that, but the hunt yeah. is about an actual difficult process, not massacring bodies of any kind. But my point is, I'd love to see that. Thanks to the Media Research Center uh, and that clip. But obviously, that's not true. Demolish a deer. It's absolutely positively crazy. And so you look at what's happening in this country. They're calling for the ban on these weapons. I've already told you it's because they want to take your rights from you. Uh, and Joe Rogan, I agree with Joe Rogan that the Second Amendment protects all the rest. It's the only thing standing in the way of us becoming Australia at the height of COVID where they were trying to put people in camps. I mean, seriously. And I think the focus is too much on the guns, is too much on the law abiding, not enough on the criminal itself. But no one is talking about the huge number of people who commit these mass atrocities that are also on psychiatric drugs. We're not even allowed to discuss this. The media won't touch it because, as I mentioned earlier about COVID, they're all owned by Big Pharma, which push these drugs. I mean, is it bad to ask, is there a correlation between mass shooting and psychedelic selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, or some of these other psychiatric drugs? Is there a causation between mass shootings and these drugs? These questions have to be answered. I think they're fair because America 
even back in the 1950s, had a lot of guns. We've always been a, a, a country that loves and believes in the Second Amendment. And, and look, I just saw polling on this in some of them in the bluest states. And still, the vast majority of people in those states believe in the Second Amendment and believe gun laws in this country are just about right. That don't want these bans, that want that want to be able to protect themselves and their family. In fact, even people in blue states are seeing the crime rise in their cities and spread to the suburbs and don't want additional restrictions on guns. But you look back in the 1950s and even before that, there were still a ton of guns in this country in mass shootings. They were far, 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 far less frequent. I mean, my God. There were even times when I was a kid where people would bring, you know, have a gun in the back of their truck so they could go hunting after school. Times have changed so much. What's what what's different about today? Well, the difference is almost all of these mass shooters and the things that they have in common are serious mental illness and the fact that most of them are on psychiatric drugs, some of which the side effects are quite explicit. You know, suicidal ideation, violent rage. Look, when you talk about selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, these change the brain chemistry on the neurotransmitter level of the brain. They change the way that people think. Is it not fair to at least ask these questions? Why have we not done a study on this? And by the way, sometimes these drugs are prescribed perfectly appropriately. I'm not condemning anyone that takes these drugs. It has nothing to do with that. But if why are we turning a blind eye to maybe some of the core reasons that these these mass shootings might happen? Again, they're far more frequent today than they were 50 years ago. So aren't these fair questions? I mean, you look at Big Pharma and everything that I just told you about with regards to COVID. I mean, I look, I was in a PhD program for clinical psychology when I got out of the military. Now, I got in that program in grad school, and I had just come back from combat, and I felt like Billy Madison. I was like a 30-year-old grad student with 23-year-old kids who were stressed about doing reflection papers. And I'm like, bro, you don't even know what stress is. Would you please chill the F out? But also, in, in a four-year program, I was the only conservative. And that was when I, legitimately, in four different years of four different classes, I was the only conservative. And that was when I really realized the importance of intellectual diversity, but not to go down that path. But, I mean, you look at things like Ritalin and other medicines like that. There's a there's a movie out there. You should go and watch it. It used to be free on YouTube called Generation RX. It was a well-documented documentary. And in many cases, I think even even news outlets like 60 Minutes back in the day talked about it. And it was about the danger of selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and ADHD medications like Ritalin. Not in the thesis of this Generation RX movie, which, by the way, you can't find on YouTube anymore for free. It's very, very difficult to find. In fact, when I was a professor, I was used to teach at Duquesne, like some intro to psych classes. Um, used to show this to my class just because Big Pharma in order to make more money, started pushing these medications on our children, even though many of the doctors who were in this documentary were saying, wait, this, these medicines, these psychiatric medications, these selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors aren't meant for you know, the mind of a child or the developing mind. I mean, because, you know, your kid brain chemistry changes as you get older, neurotransmitter levels go up and down. And if you're taking these medications at a very young age, it changes those levels in your brain. You never really know what normal is. You never really know what homeostasis is in the actual brain. And so it can cause issues. I'm not saying that these drugs can't be effective in some people. And sometimes they're in, in many cases, they're very, very, very appropriately prescribed. But again, shouldn't we just look into this a little bit, especially given the incentive and by by the way, Big Pharma, I talk about it, but they're not all bad. They've come up and researched some miracle drugs, but their primary motivation is to make money. And, and you look at what they did with the COVID vaccine. And in, in fact, you look at what even, even some of these big pharma companies did uh, you know, with the opiate crisis that we face today. And the fact that they positioned these opiates as basically like a miracle drug can even be prescribed as, as, as for anxiety. That no, of course they're not habit forming. They lied. They lied to the American people about this stuff so they can make money. So if that's the case, if we already know that, 
And some of these things have done damage to the American people, like the COVID vaccine. Should we not at least look into a correlation between mass shooting and these drugs? I think so. And so, hey, look, we're wrapping up for the day. If you've been with us for the hour, make sure to like and subscribe to Battleground Live. Like this video, it matters. Drew Burquist is up next. I'm actually on that show tonight for an hour as well. Happy Halloween to you all. And for those of you all who are watching, God bless you all. See you tomorrow night at five. And God bless this amazing country that we live in. Have a great Halloween. God bless you. Take care. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.